Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week by Tom and Guna. How are you doing, lads? Tom? Very good, thank you, Peter. Guna? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Right, well, a quick disclaimer, guys. This podcast is going to be winged a hell of a lot. A couple of boys on this podcast, including myself, have not really done much this weekend apart from eat, drink and be merry. So we've caught some highlights. We've took some notes. And you can't complain, you're getting your mid-week Christmas New Year content, so that's what you're getting. So, we'll start with the FFS League. Right, the top... I'm on my PTV. Oh, that's all right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> IPTV, allegedly. The top three is <laughs> Wolf Tone, Tony McClellan, 65 points. Second in Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 59 points. And up to third is Giax Silly Geese. G Zamboni, 54 points, so not much change. Gunnar, you're still in the top 10, but you've stayed with yeah. So, I'll start with you, Gunnar. I'll go talk quickly first. The average game week was 48 points last week, 39 points this week for a combined 87. So, Gunnar, you had 16-62 for a combined 1-2-2. So, you want to talk us through your latest game week points? Yeah, so game week 20, my points, 62 points overall. Uh, Marciano, he's flagged injured, so I brought in Strijek from Livy as my second goalie, who only got two points this week for me. Barisic, seven points, same as Goldson and Ayer. Then I had Tavernier, captain, 14 points. Hedges, Ferguson, two points each. Elianusi got me a point. McGrath, he got me three points. And then a two-pointer from Nisbet and vice-captain Edward for 15 points. Okay. Right, Tom, you had... 76 points the first week, 62 points the second week, which gave you a total 138. Beat me by a point in the highest two-week total from the podcast here. Do you want to talk us through your second game week points? Yep, so I had Lewis in goals for two points. Captain Tab got me 14, Gallagher 2, McGinn 2, Ayer got me 7, and Goldson got me 7. In midfield, I had Ferguson on 2, uh, Turnbull on 8, O'Hara 2, Vice-Captain Edward 15, and Ruth 5. Excellent. Right. And I had 73 points last week, 64 points this week. Um, points came from Hoban 2, the Rangers back 3, Barisic, Goldson 7 each, Tavernier captain 14, a Turnbull vice captain for 13, Elanusi off the bench for 1, Ferguson 2, Clark off the bench for 5. Right, Tom? Hmm? Clark off my bench for 5. Oh, yes. To get Very your good. clean sheet wipe out. 
Uh, Nesbitt 2 and Edward 11 and Guthrie on the bench for 2. So I had nothing there at all to add to the squad. The only thing I'd like to say is that was two game weeks in the trot. We're, we were well above average. And in our league, very little movement because I think everybody's got templates. I think we see this every week, but it is. Once again, next which next season starts to change a bit. I think it'll be more interesting and a lot of differentials week to week. Okay, with that? Yep. Right, we'll go into the results because there is a ton of them. First up, Celtic 2, Ross County 0. Turnbull goal, Griffiths goal, Frimpong assist, a Christie assist and a clean sheet. So, Tom, I take it you watched this game? Celtic game? I did, yes. Yeah. Um, so this was the first game that we've seen Griffiths and Eddie um, up front, yeah, their striker partnership. They had four shots each, um, both had two on target. Um, we can see from the following fixture after this as well, this is a partnership that we might see develop going forward. Um, another standout to me was Frimpong. He had six key passes in this game. Um, he offers a big potential for assists as he seems to be getting forward a lot more, putting in the crosses, uh, getting in the box. In terms of Ross County, John Hughes, um, we need to see if he can start improving the team as the new manager. Uh, Ross Stewart came off in the first half, so he's going to be a big loss as he seems to be the sort of talisman of the squad and was replaced by Ollie Shaw, who we've talked about in the past. He had a brief spell where he was scoring some goals, but mainly in the cup. Um, we'll, talk, we'll talk about County in the, the second fixture, but that's all I've got. Right. Uh, Gunnar? Yeah, it was the cup tie revenge. And like Tom says, there, I, I, I like Frimpong going forward. Um, and that's exactly what it is. I always thought, like watching him play, he, he is quite good going forward, but maybe defensively he isn't as good. Um, but if he plays in the midfield now for Celtic and going forward, obviously six key passes this game. And he's a defender in the game, so you get the potentially get the clean sheet points there. So he's definitely one to watch. Uh, and also Griffith, I would like I brought in Edward for this game as well, um, but maybe Griffith would have been the the better choice. He's cheaper, and if the two of them start up top going forward, we've seen it in the game in the next game uh, as well. They did start together, uh, so I might have to do somewhere down the line. I might have to do a, a sideways move maybe from Edward to Griffith. But um, only thing maybe is that Celtic should have probably scored a couple of more. You know, Edward snatching at his, at his chances again. Same, same in the in the second game. We're, we're going to come to that. Two nil should have probably been four or five. You know. Okay, uh, I, I'm still in the stage of watching Celtic, kind of waiting for the worst to happen. Two nil. I don't think they played particularly that well. The only thing I would say is I still think they created more chances going forward than they have been doing, which is a probably positive sight. Uh, the formation, I don't see is rocking up to Ibrox doing a 3 5 2. I don't know what you think, Brad. We'll get to get time and get off the fixtures down the line. But your thoughts on Edward and Griffiths there, Gunnar, I, I kind of agree because Edward likes to be more of a creator and drops deep. But he's a better, he is a better striker. But if he's going to drop deep and get more players into the game, I think you can maybe see Turnbull and Griffiths getting more goals from his play and that gives you assist points as well it's up to you whether you think the big price the cost for him would be worth just to get assists out of him but then again it's good we have to wait and see how they change formation in a couple of weeks and that's it right next up Hamilton now Longston 2 Gunnar yeah Guthrie and Mullen with the goals for Livy 
Molyneux really coming into form. It's only my job. This is a podcast off the rails. I don't want to say this first. I've totally forgot. Go. <laughs> Uh, Mullen, he's really coming into form, so he has a goal and two assists in his last three games. He's on free kicks as well, where he scored in, that, in, in this game. Uh, I, th- I thought Livy there, they're often trying and fi- uh, to find Guthrie for set pieces, everyone's favourite budget defender. Uh, I've noted down here, he has two goals in his last three games. Uh, he's on 67 points overall for the season, I think. That's just two points less than Hoban and Porteous, uh, but he's a mill cheaper, and Livy haven't, well, they haven't kept a load of clean sheets in, in the past couple of weeks. I looked it up. It's two clean sheets in the last 10 games, so that's all the tackling returns there from Guthrie, you know, the, the points that he gets there now, and for a mill cheaper than those guys from Aberdeen or Hibs, as a fifth defender, um, I'm looking at him because if I long term then downgrade one of my Celtic, uh, one of my Rangers defenders, then it's probably Guthrie who I'll bring in. Okay. Hey, watching highlights this game, I thought Livingston looked really, really well organised under the new manager, and I've got a question on it later actually when we get to the next round of games. But I'm, I think I've said it before. I think I'm treble up in Livingston assets, even if it's all just going to be third third choice striker, fifth choice midfielder, fifth choice defender. They're just playing that well right now that there's no harm in having one of them on the bench each. And then obviously coming up, as Tom will probably let us know, I think they've got a double game week with us, with Celtic, maybe potentially two double game weeks coming up. So mm-hmm. just to load up that. What was your thoughts on the game, Tom? Or stats? Yeah, so in terms of Guthrie, um, he got a goal and he actually missed a big chance. So it could have been two. Uh, he's already had four goals this season, so that's a great return for a defender. Scott Robinson missed a big chance as well. We'll talk about more, more about him in the, the next game. Uh, and he hit the woodwork as well. The Hamilton squad was decimated with injury, and also there's the COVID instance too. A few guys self-isolating. There was no Martin or Callahan. Rice described them as the heart of the team, and I think it showed in their performance. They managed a total of two shots, none of which were on target. So not a great performance from Hamilton. Okay, next up, Hibs wins at Mirren now, and I'll, I'll quickly go this one, uh, good enough for a come to you. Hibs had to work really hard for this victory over St Mirren, St Mirren or another team, I'm not from the memory of Livingston, but they're not far away with their form. They seem to have clicked, everyone seems to be working with them. I mean, I always said at the start of the season, I thought the performance they were putting out, they weren't getting the points that they probably deserved, but now, I mean, with the beat Rangers in the Cup, they've had a couple of good wins, a tight loss here. After this game, obviously, they win again against Ross County. But they do look a particular form team. The only thing is I don't see, for me, any massively standout assets. I know it was McGrath that you brought in yourself, Gunnar, but he's been quite quiet, I think, since then. But I don't know if because he's so cheap you stick to him. But I'll let you go. What do you think of this game, Gunnar? Exactly. So I brought him in, and since I brought him in, he's done absolutely nothing. So... Everyone who brought him in, I'm sorry about that. It's probably my fault. But uh, I have exactly the same thing here in my notes. Kevin Nisbet, he scored a, gr- a great goal there. First, I wasn't sure if it was maybe deflected, but uh, I looked at it again, and I think he absolutely meant it, put it, like, lopped it over the goalkeeper. Um, it's like you say, they had to re- work really hard for it, uh, but they're getting the results now and uh, getting the reward for working so hard. And I already have three hips players, and uh, I don't, see me changing any of them uh, anytime. I like Boyle. Uh, I think... I, I can't remember if it was this game or the next game where he, where he had a big chance early on as well. Um, 
Rangers game was. Aye, okay. So, but I, I don't know how, how I fit him in because he is quite pricey still. But if I, if I wasn't on three hips already, then, then he'll be probably probably be one that I'll be looking at. Who's your third one hip? I know you've got a nice bit of Marciano. Who's the third? Um, Hanlon. Hanlon, right. So I've done it again. I just run through this too quick. The stat says Nisbet goal, Boyle assist, a clean sheet, Doyle's red card, and a red card for Mason. I'll try not to forget this now on this festive podcast. <laughs> Circling everything so I don't forget. Any on this game, Tom? Um, I thought it was quite an even match. Nisbet scored early on, missed a big chance as well, and had three key passes, so there's some assist potential. I got rid of him. Shots spread evenly amongst... Can't read my own writing, never mind. Uh, Cameron <laughs> McPherson was the standout from St. Mirren, I thought. He created a big chance. Uh, he had four shots, two on target, two off, but failed to produce. I think St. Mirren are a bit... They're all right, but the kind of chances are spread amongst the team. There's not that sort of one standout. We had McGrath for a period of time. He's kind of went quiet, but there's nobody else stepping up to the plate. I don't think I'd, I'd struggle to pick a, a St. Mirren asset who had... had um, I'd want for the next few game weeks. Okay, next up, St. Johnson nil, Rangers 3, goals by Roof, Kamara Haji, a Rebo assist, clean sheet, and a red card for Hohalan at St. Johnson. So, what's this game going to? Yeah, for the first goal that Roof scored was a Haji save, a shot that was saved, and then Roof scored on the rebound. It's just the other way around in the next game, actually. Uh, for the second goal, Aribo, he sticks through Kamara and he's just true on goal and puts it away. I think Aribo really looks a player. His hold-up play, his passing is really good. Fantasy-wise, I'm not too sure if I'd bring him in, but uh, just football-wise, uh, I think he's he's a really good player for uh, Rangers. And then, I can't read me on right neither. Eh? <laughs> I mean, the, the Haji goal, hmm. Oh yeah, because it was Roof that scored the first one, and then the Haji goal that was uh, a rebound from a Roof shot, and then just uh, Haji just fired it past the keeper. Uh, Morelos came on; uh, he missed a big chance late on as well. I thought he looked completely shot of confidence, and I was thinking about it. I, I think Rangers made the right decision in keeping him because it gave Roof uh, the time to settle, and th that's obviously really worked. It's more the thing now if they. If he still wants to go and if Rangers still want to sell him, I'm not sure if they'll get the same amount of money that they would have in the summer. But again, yeah, it gave time to Roof and maybe Itten as well to settle into the team. And I think they look much better now without Morelos as well. Uh, at least the the way he he um, looks at the minute on the pitch, he isn't really interested uh, in my opinion. So good replacement in Roof, I would say. Okay. Well, I agree with you there. I think they, they don't look as one-dimensional as they did last season. Whatever was like through Morelos now, they've got more strings to the bow. Much as I dis dislike that, but they do. I mean, they have more chances of creating the goals coming from a lot of other places. And I think going forward, I think they won't get... I mean, I expected a much tougher game from here, and St. Johnson just didn't. I don't know if St. Johnson just couldn't because Ray Rangers played, but Rangers just steamrolled them again. 3-0, it could have been more again. Any thoughts on this game, Tom? Um, I uh, there's another clean sheet for Rangers as well. So for all of us on the defensive assets, it's, it's a, it was a good week. Um, but I almost missed a big chance, and it was another goal for Roof. 
Um, I thought Arrivo had a decent game in this one. He got the assist, and he also got the assist the previous week against Motherwell as well. Um, but that's only two assists in his last six game weeks. So what we want from Rangers is assets that are going to be consistent. I think that's either defenders or more, more recently, uh, Roof as well. Uh, Haggy got the, the final goal. Um, he was top for shots on target with two. I um, also noticed that Stevie May was benched for this game, so he's had a wee rest. Um, but he did come on at half-time for Craig Conway. Um, we'll talk more about Stevie May in the next game, I think. That's that. Thank you. Next up was Motherwell now, Aberdeen now. So I know you, none of you saw this game. It was a clean sheet. Uh, there's not much to add. I thought it was a bit boring stalemate. Aberdeen probably the better team of the two. Have you got any stats this game, Tom? Uh, no, I don't know. Right. Uh, Cosgrove yeah. was benched, though. I noticed that. He came on at half-time. Um, both teams only got a single shot on target. I think that tells you all you need to know about this game. Yeah, so pretty, pretty poor. Curtis May missed a big chance and he hit the woodwork. I suppose all you can say is you're running the defensives. Fair enough. I think this... If you're a big fan of the headband, he had five key passes and created a big chance for Maine. So a big assist potential there as well. Every week, every so week. I didn't have any stats for this, some stats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying every week? I said every week, Hedges, he just performs. You know, He might not always get uh, fantasy points for it, but he always looks good. No, that's fair enough. He always, he always does stand out. He does always look, he always just pass the eye test. I mean, I've never been on him, but you've been on him for the start and the long-running joke, obviously. But he does seem to be always involved with any sort of horror play. He does look a nice, tidy player. Compliments to the hedges or the headbands, as you like to call them. Next up, United 2, Kelly nil, McNulty goal, Shanklin goal, Shanklin assist, and Bolton assist. So, after all those weeks of waiting for Shanklin to return, I'm sure we're all off him, and then he returns by a goal and assist. What's in the game, Gunnar? I mean, that tells you really everything. If even Shank the Blank can score and assist, then uh, Kelly really must have troubles defensively. I thought Burke, he had a good half, uh, first half for Killy, and Kilty should have probably scored from his cross. I should have definitely scored from his cross. Uh, it's just Killy have trouble going forward, and they, they can't defend either. It's it's one pass, and you've bypassed the two holding midfielders, and the two strikers is is going up against the center halves. It's just it's not working. And then going forward, there's no real, I said it last week, there's no real transition play. You, you get the two strikers then running at the defenders and that's it. There's no support for them um, and the ball, ball turns over to the opponent. It's it's just not working. And again, yeah, even Shank the Blank, he can score against Killy for, for that. was The defending was all over the place as well. McNulty, he gets his first United League goal. Uh, that was, so well done him. And United should have probably had a pen as well. And passion plea for a commandment from there. Well done, Gunnar. Any stats this done? A game, Gunnar? Tom? Um, Chris Buck was top for key passes with three. Um, despite that, Kelly failed to score. At this point, Kelly had failed to score in the last four games and also conceded in those four as well, which is a concern for Kelly, Burke and Cabamba owners. Um, with regards to Shanklin, I think it's too little too late. Uh, he faces Celtic and then Aberdeen next, so I wouldn't be going rushing to, to buy Shank back in. Okay, that concludes the first round of fixtures. So we've won to second round of fixtures, and first up, game of the week probably was Rangers 1, Hibs 0, Hadji goal, roof assist, and another clean sheet. 
So, Tom, thoughts on this one? Um, so, Deutsch. He was missing through suspension, was he not? That's right. Boyle. Yeah, Boyle makes the big chance there. Right? <laughs> Boyle had the big chance, that's right. I wrote Deutsch by accident. <laughs> You're just staring at your notes there. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, Boyle had the big chance, but he failed to score at the start. Um, uh, it was a nice save from Barnes after that to deny Goldson um, header from across. Um, Roof, he was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the, that, the penalty kick as well. There was Haggy. Um, he, he kicked Joe Newell. There was a little contact, but it was obviously dangerous. Leg quite high in the air. Um, so that's a penalty shout there. I thought Boyle looked dangerous throughout the game. He got himself into some uh, decent positions in the box. Uh, I thought Hibbs were unlucky not to come away with a point at least. Um, Hibbs have been Rangers' biggest threat, I think, when they faced each other sort of head-to-head. Um, Rangers once again managed to clean sheet, so that just kind of highlights the, the value there in Rangers' defence. Um, they've got St Mirren next. I don't know what that means, really, because obviously St Mirren beat them 3-2 in the Cup. That may give them a confidence to feel like they may score, so that's a concern for, obviously, defensive assets. Then they've got Selig. Anything could happen there. Aberdeen's probably the easier fixture because their, their form's been a little bit poor. Um, and then Motherwell. Motherwell are the only team that they've conceded to on both occasions so far this season as well. So, um, well, I, I ended up getting rid of Barisic. And I upgraded one of my strikers to Roof, and I've kind of split the risk between defence and attack um, just over the short term and see how things go with that and take it from there. Thoughts on the game, Gunnar? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the Barisic Roof transfer was something that I wanted to do and then didn't follow through with it because, uh, once again, it was five minutes before deadline and I did something completely different. But... I like spreading the risk there. The the player that stands out for me is Haji. I think Rangers, well, it looks like they're trying to get him more central in front of the goal. And he has he has the two holding midfielders there, Aribo and, and Kamara, this game uh, behind him, just shielding. And then that gives Haji then the freedom. And you can see his link-up play with Roof, I think, is really good. And, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking about Haji maybe... Um, because I want to upgrade McGrath to someone because, uh, yeah, I think that that was just, that didn't really work out, that transfer. Um, yeah, but like Tom said, there was some match shouts for penalties in this game. I think it was like two penalty shouts for, for Rangers. Uh, but, but the one that really should have been a penalty was probably uh, Haji on, I think it was Newell. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, so for me, that should have probably been a, a penalty. And then... Well, we're talking about points drop for Rangers. That would have probably been good for Celtic as well, you know. Yeah, well, you make your own luck in this game, Gunnar. Don't worry about aye, that. Aye. Operation stop at 10, right, Tom? That's right, yeah. <laughs> right, he's both, he's both related to it. So, my question is on this game, Rangers defence, is it back? There's lots of kind of talk in our chat, and we've got kind of fantasy football chat on Twitter as well. People kind of thought we're coming off the three defenders. And usually both, just, well, Tom's done it. Gunnar's thinking about it. So, do you think you've been too hasty or you think you stick with the three Rangers defensive players? So, 
Um, no, I'm quite happy with my decision in the short term, but I might then revert back once the sort of trickier period has concluded. Right up to the end of January, we've got bad fixtures in the Rangers. We've got a, decent, a kind of more difficult run up to the end of January, I think. Yeah, roughly around about there. I might then end up getting Barisic back. Hmm. But we'll see how it goes. In yourself, Gunnar? Sorry, Tom. I'll use this sort of period just to see how Roof gets on. Um, he's the only really attacker I would, I would go for out of the Rangers squad. So I want to see how many goals he gets in this period of time. And then that's obviously a good foundation to make a decision at the end of January. Okay. Thoughts on that question, Gunnar? Yeah, it's, it's only now that Roof really, um, that he interests me because he's consistent enough that he gets his goal a game and a couple of assists here and there. I didn't follow through with the transfer then because I was like, well, Rangers, they, they have always delivered with the three players that we had in defense, so I'm I'm just going to stick with it. But like hearing, hearing what Tom says as well, it's Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs uh, in the next five or six games. So that is a bit of a difficult run. So, so I can definitely see his point um, coming off the three defenders. I might still do it as well. It's just I didn't fancy a minus four because I, I think I took another minus four somewhere else. So I, I didn't want another one on top. Uh, so that's why I just stuck with the three. And then it's St. Mirren in the next game. And then maybe maybe for the Celtic game, I'm going to think about it if I bring in Roof then for that as well. Okay. Next up, Aberdeen 2, St. Johnson 1. Cosgrove goal, Taylor goal for Aberdeen. Gordon goal with Craig assist for St. Johnson. And Henry was red carded. So thoughts on this game, Gunnar? Yeah, I'm just pulling up the... Oh, where is it here? Okay, uh, Aberdeen St. Johnston, yeah? Mm-hmm. So Aberdeen, they came from behind to win this. Scam Cosgrove, he's on penalties now, which isn't good for Ferguson owners. Uh, I still have him as well, and he has no attacking returns now in the last five, if you count the game that he's missed as well. So he's the one who's basically... like he, He's gone on my negative uh, watch list, basically. Um I might have to transfer him out. It depends. It's just Cosgrove was benched uh, the game before and then came on. So I'm not too sure on Ferguson yet, but yeah, it worries me a little. No returns in five, and that's what I got on that game. See on your Cosgrove penalty thing. Mm-hmm. I read on Twitter that it is only if Cosgrove gets fouled, he gets the penalties, and other penalty Ferguson still on. Now, that could just be Twitter hearsay until we see it play out front is, but that is what two Aberdeen fans have were talking about on Twitter. Alright, okay. Tom? Um, yeah, so I, I was quite upset that Aberdeen scored being a, uh, sorry, St. Johnson scored being a Lewis owner. Um, it was a free kick, poor defending really, it was zonal marking, uh, and your man Liam Gordon there at the back post, plenty of space. You had uh, Joe Lewis flapping his arms around, <laughs> conceded the goal, not not great because he's, he's he's dropped a few clangers so far this season. I'm I'm yeah, actually right. considering getting off Joe Lewis. Um, it's not it's not I don't think it's an urgency, but it's, it's something to consider, particularly with a double game week coming up. Um, maybe looking to target someone that's got a nicer double. Um, Cosgrove, you're right with a pen. Um, he was back in the starting lineup as well this week. He had two shots on target, and that includes the penalty that he scored. So it wasn't a particularly mind blowing performance. Uh, especially when you, you're comparing him to the likes of Roof, Lee Griffiths, Edward. He's, he takes up a lot of budget. I'd, 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 
I got rid of him recently. I don't know if I'd be rushing to go back there. Um, Stevie May as well. He was also back in the starting lineup. He had three shots, one off, one on, one off, and one blocked. Um, I really like St. Johnson's upcoming fixtures. They've got Hamilton, Ross County, Dundee United, and St. Mirren next. There was a red for Callum Hendry. That's now three reds in a row for St. Johnston. I think they need to kind of rein it in discipline-wise. Um, either that or if you guys just want some Christmas holidays. So we'll, That's always things to make once, once we get through the festive period, the that, might come up, <laughs> that might settle down after Christmas and New Year, but we'll see. Okay. Next up, United 1, Motherwell 1, a goal by Clark and a goal by what? Gunnar. Yeah, I just took Tony Watt out, I think, the week before. So, of course, he now scores for Motherwell. Um, Carson, he had a right goat moan at uh, Polworth when he dallied on the ball. And then uh, he had a penalty shout after that as well for United. It doesn't make sense because it's the Motherwell goalie, so I made a mistake here in my notes. But um, it's we spoke about Shanklin before. When Nicky Clark scored, Shanklin was assisting the assister. And again, there's a blank there for Shanklin. And like Tom said, too little too late. So uh, if you want it on the United attacker, I, I think it's still Clark. I just I don't know if I have the spot for him, though. Uh, and if I... Because I owned him at the start of the season and if if I would want him back. Same with Tony Watt. I've had him for like five or six weeks. And yeah, now now he gets his goal. So I think I got one goal out of him in, in all those weeks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going back anytime soon, I think, to, to either Dundee United or Motherwell players. I'm just looking at the double game week here now. Dundee United, they have Ross County and Hips. And then Motherwell, they have St. Johnson, Hamilton. So maybe... No, that's not right. Uh, a <laughs> while they have Celtic, so yeah, not not getting any of them in. Who's your free striker scorer? Who, who have you got there now? I have Stevie May. I brought in Edward, and I have Kevin Nisbet. Okay. Any thoughts on this game, Tom? Um, yeah, so obviously Trevor Carson's back, so that's good defensive wise for Motherwell. Um, Tony Watt opened the scoring with the goal, but Lang was a standout striker. He had five shots this game. Uh, he had two on target, one off, and two blocked. He missed two big chances. Compare that to Tony Watt. Um, he had uh, two goals on target. It was a decent goal as well. Rose like a salmon in the box for the header. Stephen O'Donnell provided four key passes as well for a defender. That's quite nice. There's a, some assist potential there. But lo and behold, 92nd minute, clean sheet wipeout. Thanks to our old friend, Nicky Clark. Um, I do actually kind of like Motherwell uh, in the short term. They've got Kilmarnock, who we know are in poor scoring form. Hamilton, whose team is decimated with injury and COVID. And then St. Mirren, who struggled to score against nine-man Ross County. So I, I kind of like them, Motherwell for defensive assets. Be warned, though, they've got Rangers after that run. Um, then they have Aberdeen in the blank game week. So... If you're looking to sort of prepare yourself in the short term for that blank game week, then at least I have a fixture there. It's Aberdeen, but at least it's a fixture. Um, I noticed Spoil had a shot at the end there. Could have been 2-1 and Dundee United, Gunnar. Lovely callback. It's <laughs> actually a good point you make there, Kilmarnock, Hamilton, St Mirren in the next three. I think I'm... 
I'm always looking a, a bit too far ahead there, you know. I'm, I'm seeing Rangers in game week 24 and then Celtic 28. I'm like, yeah, Aberdeen in between there. I don't like them. But you're right, for the next three, it's Motherwell players actually do look quite decent then for that run. Well, plus why we're on this, plus there's also potential the double game weeks back because that's been uh, the points have been rescinded, didn't they? With the, the fixtures given, that's all been pulled. Yep. They, put, they put their uh, complaint about it and it's for a time being it's been pulled to get looked at again. So there's potentially, oh. again, down the line, more double game weeks for Motherwell. Just to bring it up as we've talked about that. Not yeah, if you yeah. actually missed that news or not, going No, I see that, yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't know that, but this time I'm definitely going to wait until they confirm those double game weeks before yep. I, <laughs> before Planning before I bounce on that. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, Hamilton 0, Celtic 3. So it was goals from Edward Griffiths, and Turnbull. An assist from Edward, a clean sheet for Celtic. So, Tom, take it away. Yep, so Edward opened the scoring. He also won the penalty as well and got the points for that. Then it was Griffiths, Edward assist, and finally Turnbull with the third goal. Uh, Hamilton at this point were still suffering from injury and COVID, uh, self-isolation. Uh, I actually expected Celtic to win by a bigger margin than this, but you know, it's 3-0, I'll take it. Uh, Turnbull, we mentioned, he's been very good since he's kind of came into the start in 11. He's had two goals and one assist in the last three. Um, his price has risen every week consistently. He's went from 3.9 to 4.3. I'd get on him before he gets too expensive. It was a haul from Eddie. Penalty, penalty one and assist. I quite like him going ahead. It, it could be a sort of return to prominence. He probably knows the, the January transfer window is just around the corner. He's maybe working his way for that move. He's going to put in a decent performance for us for the time being. That might be the case, allegedly. Uh, Griffiths <laughs> got the second. Um, it actually could have been more because he hit the post in the first half and he also missed a big chance at that point as well. I think the kind of attacking trio for Selig... In this game was Griffiths. He had five shots, Turnbull six, Edward had five. Um, and he also missed two big chances, so he could have actually um, had a bigger haul. And he's also got a creative element to himself as well. He made five key passes. I do think this is a concern for Elanusi owners. Um, he doesn't seem to fit into this new sort of um, diamond formation with the two up front. Uh, I was planning on getting Nisbet back. I mentioned earlier I got rid of him. I was going to then get rid of Edward and bring in El Nusi, but I think I'm going to have to change things for now, now that there's this new partnership with Griffiths and Edward. It was another clean sheet for Celtic. That's now three in a row. And they've got Dundee United next, who you know kind of got lucky in the final minutes there, so they've not been too great. Um, I reckon they'll probably clip the clean sheet there as well. But then after that, they've got Rangers and Hibs, so that is a concern. Maybe stick to the attackers rather than defensive assets. Yeah, Gunnar, your thoughts on this? Yeah, brought in Ayer and Edward as well. Ayer for, for this game here against uh, Hamilton and then Dundee United, the next one. But like Tom says, Rangers and Hibs next. Uh, so I might bench Ayer for these games and then see that he comes on at the high of the, as the highest scoring uh, bench player. First of all, this the black Celtic top that they uh, played in against Hamilton. I think that that is really nice. I, I know we're not supporting the club with merchandise at the minute, but I thought I'd get that <laughs> in there because that is a really nice uh, fit bad top. Uh, two up top for Celtic, yeah, just like in the in the game before that. If Eddie does move, well, first of all, if he does play well now because he wants to move, then uh, that's good for owners. And then if he if he does move, then that's a free transfer in the game. So I wouldn't mind that either. I think it's only a matter of time until Eddie Halls. He's just 
Like the thing for me between him and Griffiths, I was thinking, like I said earlier, maybe a sideways move. But well, you're paying, you're paying also for the penalties because Edward he is on penalties and uh, he won one and scored it as well. It, Celtic needed until the second half to even go ahead, and it needed needed a penalty to go ahead. I, I thought that game might have been maybe put away in the first, like that was my expectation that they put the game away maybe even in the first half or at least score a goal so they needed a bit longer there and were helped by a penalty uh, but it was Hamilton after all so yeah I was also expecting a bit bit of a higher scoreline if I'm honest okay probably I thought the weather did play a part in it I don't like saying a horrible excuse but he watched it, it was like you're try- right. I would try to wait the telly because I thought it was <laughs> it was that bad in the weather the wind so plus the pitch I know it's not really an excuse, but I think you've got to take the kind of small factors in when it comes to, especially, I think there's two chances or so, Edward put up shot, but over the barrel, the wind took hold of it, and I think it was somewhere else for Christie as well, the wind took hold of the ball, and I just think, these be small margins, I didn't look at it too much. Right, next up, we'll pass on a question first. This week, well, for the past two games then, was Celtic the biggest winners, FFS-wise? Because obviously, people expect Rangers to keep clean sheets, but Celtic have kept two clean sheets and two wins, so I'm assuming that would be the big winner team-wise if you backed them these last week. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I mean, we all jumped on. I think a few of us jumped on Edward in that time. I think that kind of speaks for itself, really. Yourself, Gunnar? Yeah, I agree. It's just, it remains to be seen what they do in that game against Rangers and then hips straight after that as well. Uh, they have the blank in game week 25, so I have three Celtic players, and I, I don't know if I'll be keeping the same, uh, the same ones that I have now, for example. So I have Elunusi; he needs to go, and then I don't know if I want to keep Ayer against uh, Rangers and Hips plus the blank. You have a lot of money tied up in Eddie, then uh, who's blanking as well in game week 25. I, I like Celtic for now. They they don't want to say they've turned the corner, but they've definitely improved. Uh, but I'll I'll monitor it very closely and just just to not be blindsided, you know, when they when the form changes again, turns turns worse. Okay. Next up, Kilmarnock one, Livingston two. But goal for Kelly. Livingston was Emmanuel Thomas for the goal. Robinson with the goal. Holt assist. So, Gunnar, thoughts on this game? Yeah, Burke, he's on panels. He's also on corners. I think like he's the main man uh, for Killy. They went one nil up, and then it was Jay Emmanuel Thomas time. Uh, I think I've, I've watched the same move a couple of times now in the highlights. He always gets it like 30 yards away from goal and then runs a couple of, couple of steps and then just hits it from outside the box. Uh, this time it went in. And then it was Scott Robinson late on, 90 plus 2. And that was a goal I really wasn't expecting when I started watching the Killy against Livy highlights. Just a really nice, well-taken goal. Uh, kind of like lopped it over the goal as well. Uh, yeah, done very well there. And like Martindale, he has Livy playing really well. And like you say, three three Livy players, maybe as your bench players, uh, and coming on for the for a non-playing player. I think there's great value to be had in that team. And the favourite budget defender, Guthrie, he nearly scored in that game as well. Okay. Tom, you? Uh, yeah, so um, Burke obviously got the, the penalty, but Kilmanic only had two shots on target the, the whole game, and that was including the penalty. With the, with the lack of goals, I think, going ahead, you've really got to 
assume anyone playing Kilmarnock's probably going to keep a clean sheet. Um, in terms of Livingston, they've had six wins in six. I think they're confident. Obviously, Jet got the goal. Robinson came on for him as a substitute. Holt got the assist. That's twice in the last three game weeks. Now Robinson's came on um, as a substitute and scored. He is a midfielder, um, but he's playing as a striker just now. Um, he got more shots in his time that he was subbed on and, and Jet got the full game. Uh, he only got a, a goal, uh, sorry, a shot on target, um, whereas uh, Robinson got three shots away. I think he's probably going to become the starter. I've just got a, a feeling about that. Um, Jason Hull got the assist. That's two assists in two game weeks for him now. If you want to target Livy for the, the double game week, they are playing Selic twice, so if we're talking Selic up for, for clean sheets, you've got to bear that in mind. Okay, and the last game of the game week is Ross County Nils at Mirren 2. Fraser goal, Dennis goal, Dermis assist and a clean sheet for St Mirren. Two red cards for Ross County, which is Reed and Draper. Tom? Yeah, so uh, Josh Reed got the two yellows in the first half and he was off. Um, Ross Draper got two yellows in a matter of seconds, um, about the 60-minute mark. But it took um, St Mirren to the 76th minute for them to actually score. It was Marcus Fraser, and that is his first attack and return of the season for the defender. And then again in the 85th minute, Christian Dennis scored. Dermis with the assist. Um, McGrath blanked in this. He's blanked in his last three games now. He's also came off at the 69th minute and 65th minute in the last two games, which isn't a good sign. Um, we like players that play for 90 minutes, so that is a concern. As I mentioned previously about the St. Mary game, the attack and return seem to kind of be spread amongst the squad. There isn't really a sort of standout for me who I would be jumping on. Okay, yourself, Gunnar? Totally agree with Tom there. Usually when I, when I look at the results, I don't know, you, you look at Livy and then you notice, oh, Robinson, he scored again. I think it's three weeks now in a row where the, where the goals for St. Mirren are just spread throughout the team. And sometimes that's players that I've never heard of or not even seen in the game or whatever. So it's hard to put the finger on to say, oh, this is the talisman player for St. Mirren, for example. And I, I thought in this game, Ross County, they didn't even look that bad, to be honest. But then they had the two men sent off and it just silly chance, silly challenges, you know, twice a second bookable offense just for, for challenges you don't make on a yellow or like that, that second um, was a Draper uh, with the second red card there. He, you know, he's on a yellow and then he, he fouled someone and he wouldn't, I don't, I don't think he would have gotten the second yellow foot up, but then he pushes your man on the ground. It's like, but you're on a yellow mate. You just got it like a minute ago. So yeah, don't know. It's, it's, even harder enough for us County going forward missing those players as well. Okay. Yeah, that concludes the fixtures and sorry, the results. So we'll go to predictions as it stood last week. Peter was in 22, Tom was 9, Gunnar was in 10. So let me take you through the results. First round of games. Hamilton, Livy, I said 3-1, so one point. Tom, you went for a 2-1 win at Hamilton, so no points. Gunnar, you went 2-1, Livy, so one point. Next up, Tom, Hibson Murn, we both went for one each in tweets, so nothing. But Gunnar got it right, 1-0 for three points. And then St. Johnson Rangers, I, wrote, I went 0-0. Tom went 3-1, and Gunnar went 3-1, so a point each. So Gunnar got five points for that round, till we get one each. Next round of games, Rangers-Hibs, we all went for a draw here. One each, one each, and 0-0, so nothing returned there. Next up, Dundee United-Morwell, 
I went 2-1 Motherwell, so nothing. Tom went 3-0, nothing. And Gunnar went 1 each, you get three points for that. Huh. And then next up, Ross County St. Byrne. Tom, you went 2-1, I went 1 each, and Gunnar went 2-0 St. Byrne, another, another three points for that. So he's dragged his, he dragged himself back in it. It's now Peter 23, Tom 10, and Gunnar 22. Outstanding prediction, Gunnar. <laughs> You like trying, that? Tr- tr- trying, trying to do that again this week when we do the predictions. Right, here we go. Well, I didn't realise if I'm writing this notes down, but there is actually another double game week. We'll be back to next week, so we'll be two rounds of games. So again, we ask another two rounds of uh, predictions. So first up, St. Johnson, Hamilton, and I have went 2-1 St. Johnson. Tom? Um, 2-0 St. Johnson. Get it? 1-0 St. Johnson. Stevie May. Right, Livingston Aberdeen and I went 2-1 Livingston Tom I'll go the same Get it One all draw In the last game of this round Motherwell, Kilmarnock and I again I went 2-1 Motherwell Tom mm, 3-0 Motherwell Good up. I'm going to say 2-0 to Motherwell. So, that takes us to the next game week. So, the games I want you to predict this one is Hibbs-Livingston. And I have went one each. Tom? 2-1 uh, Hibbs. Good up. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say one all again. And next up, Aberdeen Dun United. And I went 3 0 Aberdeen. Tom? 1 0 Aberdeen. Good up. 2 1 Aberdeen. And the big one, Rangers Celtic. I went 3 1 Rangers. Tom? Ooh. 1 1. Heart or head there, Tom? Is that heart or head? <laughs> Gunnar? 2 0 Rangers. Okay. So, just before we get to the next part, see if Rangers win at Ibrox. Is that the league over? Nail the coffin game over? What do you think, Gunnar? You would I'm suppose so, no? I mean, I, I know they fell they fell away in, in the last year and they always slip up and this and that. and. But can you really see it? Like, there's nothing, nothing to suggest it's gonna happen. Like, I, I know, like, Celtic fans might might cling to it that has happened before. But again, I don't see anything to suggest that it is gonna happen. They look so defensively solid. They had they had a couple of games where they conceded, but but I think you could see they they worked on keeping them clean sheets again. And I, I just don't see any way back for Celtic if Rangers win this game. Tom. Did I ask? Yeah, pretty much. Unless, unless Celtic like, go crazy in the transfer window, spending millions of pounds, then yeah, it's done. Mate, they can spend a hundred million pounds if they wanted, but still got the same guy keeping the put the team out. Because <laughs> <laughs> he spent thirty-five million pounds this summer and look at the state. I mean, the whole club that spent thirty-five million pounds to go backwards. All right, happy for that. Transfers, captains, vice captains. So, transfer wise, I've already made mine. I have upgraded Kilty to Robinson for Livingston. 
I said I was talking about uh, three Livingston players over time anyway, so I've made one move. Kelly's playing for Kamarnock's absolutely rotten, so I've moved on to Robinson. Tom, what's your thoughts on this week coming up? Um, I'm thinking of getting rid of Alan Forrest, because even though Livingston are in decent form, Forrest isn't part of that. So I'm thinking about getting rid of him, maybe for Newell. Okay. What are you going to? We're going to get a, an answer off you. <laughs> Well, so I have several problems in my team. One of them is that Marciano is still out, and I don't know for how long. Second one is that I brought in Strayek from Livingston, and I would much rather have three outfield Livy, outfield Livy players. So that that wasn't a good transfer either. Uh, but I think my biggest problem is Elunusi. He he just isn't getting any game time. So probably a a sideways move, Elunusi to Turnbull or upgrade McGrath to someone else. Out of the air, I think the Turnbull move would be the no-brainer before he's going to rise Aye, of the week. Aye. Plus, I'm pretty sure if you go check through top maybe 10, 15 a game, or a lot of them on Turnbull now jumped at the right time. You don't want to miss out, miss that boat. But then that's up to you, girl. You want to do what you want to do. No, that's right. There's also a bit of money in the bank <laughs> uh, again, so, yeah. Right. Captain choice for two weeks ahead. Uh, I'm thinking I'm probably going to stick with Tal for both weeks. Self, Gunnar? My captain, yeah, is going to be Tavernier. Vice captain is going to be interesting. Uh, when Edward this week, uh, Don United, the next one for, for Celtic, so I'll probably go Edward again, I would I'm think. Thinking, I'm thinking the same, yep. But then in game week 22, when Celtic play Rangers, I'm not too sure uh, who my vice-captain is going to be there. Do you know what? Maybe Goldson again? Maybe. He's only even so smart. <laughs> 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 um, it's going to be Captain Tav and vice Goldson. But then in 22, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. I'll probably have to see how things go in 21 and make my decision based on that. I may move off Rangers for for that one. Oh, um, confident. Doing the John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might move always... off. Um, or I might go with Tav and then vice-captain someone else. I'm not certain yet. Okay. Again, if we went back, we could have discussed it. Well, I don't go back until in between, so it's all going to happen. Right, we'll go to Twitter for a question then. Quite a few this time, if I can find it. Okay, first up is for Sika Jordan. Is it time to start trusting Lee Griffiths, Gunnar? Oh, I think that's... I mean, he has performed the last two games. It's it's like... the, the My problem is, is Lennon. You don't know what he's going to come up with. See, like it, it's worked now for two games. He's probably going to do it again uh, against United. Then I don't know if they're going to do the, like play the same system against Rangers. Um... He is probably going to start now up top with Edward, but for penalties, etc., I'm still leaning Edward over Griffiths. Okay. Tom, you? Um, I like him if you're maybe going to consider a double up. So looking at maybe Turnbull, Griffiths, and Edward. Um, but I do like Griffiths. I think Neil Lennon's probably going to stick with this for now until it stops working. That seems to be his sort of style. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, so yeah, I quite like him. 
Yeah, my thoughts are, I would hang fire, but see if he starts from Ibrox and he's going to go, and he is going to go three five two like from now on. Then yeah, think we trust him. But there's no worth. There's not many strikers in the game that are scoring regularly, so there's no there's no problem taking a hint if you're going to. Depends what he's got elsewhere, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, most people have got a Celtic midfielder and defender. So if he's not got that, then fair enough. He's no, as Gunnar said, he's not the same price as Edouard, but he's also not on penalties and probably three kicks near the box where he normally would be on. It's Edouard's going to take them. Right, next question. Where are we? Asika Jordan again. This is for you, Gunnar, because you've got him. Was Jamie McGrath a trap? And thoughts on Josh Mullen at Livingston as a replacement for him? Oh, it absolutely looks like he was a trap. That completely hasn't hasn't worked. He's got all his returns before I brought him in. Um, who's the seeker suggesting? Is it Mullen? The... Josh Mullen, for Livingston, yep. Hmm. He made a few assists, I'm pretty sure, a few weeks ago, did they not? Where's my Livingston notes? He had a goal last week, and I'm sure the week before, Livingston. I mean, he, he is... Yep, he did. It's, it's he sounds interesting, but I think like Robinson, he is he a midfielder in the game? I thought he was. Uh, I'm just looking it up. Is Robinson one Tom used to be playing further up front, even though he's yeah, a midfielder? So, so Robinson, oh, Robinson, yeah, he's a mid, yeah. Right. He's a midfielder, 3.7 million, plays up top. Um, was subbed on, like Tom said, for, for Jet this week. I think I, I like him more than, than Mullen. But it's also 0.7 million more. Um, so, I don't know. Depends if you have the funds. What's your thoughts on it, Tom? Uh, I would agree. I think he is a trap. I mean, in hindsight, he's now blanked the last three game weeks. Um, I do think Josh Mullen could be a good shout. I would be wary, though, because Livingston have got Aberdeen and Hibs in the next two. But then they've got a nice fixture against Ross County. Then they have the double where they play Celtic. And then Celtic again. Then there's the blank. They've got Kilmarnock and then Aberdeen again. And then their double game week in 28 consists of St. Johnston and Hamilton. Um, I still like Callahan. He's um, he's obviously out just now, but if you're maybe going, looking to hold on, you could stick with McGrath for now and then bring Callahan back when he is fit. Yeah, I, he's definitely a trap. Mullen, again, that cheap way into the midfield. And I've already made a move for Robinson, like I've already said. So, I mean, he's my fifth choice midfielder going to be sitting. I'll probably play 4-3-3 and have, have, him, have him, him and Callahan sitting on the bench for the best to come on. So, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. And pretty cheap. Wouldn't... Mullen, I probably need, it probably falls the same thing. You would need to see more of them. And you're seeing fixtures there, Tom, but I wouldn't put it by him. Livingston to start steamrolling teams. They're not steamrolling, but they're looking good under this new manager. And Aberdeen, I mean, they could easily go Aberdeen win as well. But then they could easily go, they could easily go and get beat, and I suppose, so it doesn't really matter. Right, Asika Jordan, he's third. Always likes a, trip, a triple up questionnaire. Best budget defender under 2.4 to replace injured Scott Tanza. Is there any names? Well, at 2.4, you could get Belogan at Rangers. Only concern is he has a bit of a rotation risk. Uh, I do like Mugabe and Grimshaw in the short term from Motherwell because they do have a, a nice short run of fixtures. Um, or you could go for a direct swap with Danny McNamara 
I would warn you though, um, although St Johnston have a nice fixture run with, uh, I think we mentioned it, Hamilton, Ross County, Dundee United and St Mirren, St Johnston haven't had a clean sheet in the last seven, so that is a concern. So that would be my sort of three suggestions. Good on you, that. I like those shouts. Uh, see, when I heard 2.4 million, I just looked it up. I would probably try and stretch for 0.2 million more somewhere uh, to get Guthrie. Then that's the GP. Yep, mash out probably go through, but then I suppose how you settled the beast team. Right, next up, fantasy football pod question Is it time to sell Elanusi? Tom, start with you. Based on what we've seen recently, I would probably say yes. Just he's, not, he's, not, he's not assured of starts by the looks of things. He doesn't really fit into this sort of new system. Um, he's not coming on and scoring goals, which is a concern. So I think for the time being, yeah, you need to kind of get off. You know, you already kind of mentioned this. We were talking about transfers. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I think he needs to go. That's that's two games where he hasn't played, and then in the one game he played eight minutes. So yeah, that's not that's not enough. Yep, I rushed ten minutes a couple weeks ago, but then since then, Lenny Boy's changed formation again. So <laughs> this is this you get under Lennon. It, if they're going to stick 3-5-2, then no, he's no worth it. If the changes within, I mean, they could change Wednesday night and play the 4-2-3-1 again and he's starting the game, then it's up to whether to take the risk of the rotation of the formation. But if he stays 3-5-2, then, yep, it's game over. And the last question is from Lib Libit Decora del FPL. Hope that's the right pronunciation. Not very good at Spanish, right, Gunnar? <laughs> Who are the best on recent assets to target for the double game week? Gunnar. So that would be Celtic, Tom, right? That's right, Celtic and Celtic. So I would say, if you want to stay off goalkeeping defence then, maybe just go midfield to up front and hopefully they score. Yeah. But then again, Celtic have notoriously played really bad at that pitch, so... Mm. Celtic aren't pretty good at... Um, they aren't very good at defending set-pieces. Guthrie always seems to get in with a goal from a set piece. He likes a header, he likes a corner, free kick. I don't, I don't think Guthrie's too bad a shout, to be honest with you. Yep, I'll probably give you that, Tom. Were you any way at that, Gunnar? Yeah, he would probably be my number one, Guthrie. Um, yeah, he's, he's the one that I, I thought about the most, and he's probably one that I'm, I'm trying to get in by then. You know, once... Looking at the fixture, once Livy have Aberdeen and Hibs out the way, then it's Ross County and then Celtic twice. So, but by then, uh, the one player I definitely want to own by then is Guthrie. Okay, and the second part of his question is best captaincy and vice captain choice for the next two game weeks. Cheers, lads. So, I'll start. I think the best captain choice is always going to be Tavernier until it's broke. Vice captain choice this week coming up, maybe Edward at Oman United. Nisbet, hope we're Ross County. And the week after, let me see. Week after, week after, vice captain, say I like um, Stevie May at Ross County. Yeah, yep. Or, as I'm obviously, I'm not denied, we say, oh, Aptin at home and Dundee United, but again, I would actually say Roof to Celtic, probably, you go, vice captain the next week after. <laughs> Knife through the heart. There we go. <laughs> Your thoughts, Tom? Um, I would agree with the Tav shout until he does anything wrong, really. If he's not getting a clean sheet, there's always the chance of a penalty, even an assist. So I quite like Tav. Um, I think 
we've obviously talked about Rangers having these more trickier fixtures. Now's maybe the time to start uh, experimenting a little bit with your vice captaincy. We've talked about um, Selig looking a bit more attacking, Griffiths, Edward, maybe even Turnbull. Uh, you can sort of cherry pick fix, fixtures. We can, you can target the teams that are maybe pl playing against Hamilton, Ross County, the, the teams that we know are, are big on conceding, um, or even a, a defender that's playing against Kilmarnock. That could be a shout as well. Right, going on, any, any of your choices here? Yeah, I like that. So, Cap Captain Taff is set in stone for me. And then I have Nisbet, Hips of Ross County in game week 21. So, that, that could be a shout. Or Edward. And then for game week 22, Stevie May against Ross County, for example. Mm-hmm. Right, is that us done then with questions? Finish with the FFS chat. Head on to a bit of FPL for which wrap up. Okay, let me load it up. Skinner's always favourite part because he's sitting top. There's, right. a, there's some breaking FPL news. Uh, Man City have had more positive COVID test results. So the Man City Everton game has now been spawned. Ah, uh, Tom, thanks for that. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> and news for me, uh, and news for me, Guita has saved a penalty. Etchiano missed a penalty as well. I was well, I wonder why you're sitting with a smiley face the last 10 minutes there. There you go. Now we are. <laughs> well, this, this lesson's all well, just talking about how Vardy was beige and how Yas injected into her arm was the one when they all saw that it comes back. I don't want to say the text. We, we won't last the game week. And we wouldn't even last an hour. Right, okay. FPR, oh, Debbie Downer there. Tom, thanks very much. Sorry. Right. Don't shoot the messenger. The top three in the half-hour Panthers League stayed the same. Up top was yourself, Gunnar, and lost Pimentores. Picnic George second, boys in the hoop, Jerry Agnew third. And the highest goal scorer, highest point scorer week was me, second week running. There you go. Clap, clap, clap. That's so I went from 1.2 million up to 275,000. Obviously, now with that man setting news, that is not going to be the case coming to this game week. But what can we do, alas? So, two hour points. The average for the week was 41 points. Tom, you were just above it in 49. You want to talk for your team and then you missed out on? Do I go Gunnar first as well? Right, Gunnar. Yeah, 58 points overall. 10 points from Martinez. Walker Peters got me 8 points. Diaz, 6 points. Uh, 1 point only from Kufal. Bruno, 12 points. 3 points each from Son and De Bruyne. Captain Salah, a total of 4 points. Calvaloon, one point. Adams, two points. And Bamford with an eight-pointer. Nothing really on the bench. A point and two point. Tom, you good to go? Do you want me to go first? Yep, no, I'm good. Uh, I've got 49 points. Martinez got me 10. Uh, defensive, uh, Robertson got me two. Cresswell, four. Zuma, one. Captain Salah got me four. De Bruyne, three. Fernandez 12. Harrison got me three. Burke came on for Callum Wilson, who didn't play. He got me one point. Um, Bamford 8 and Carver-Lewin 1. Right, okay, myself. Martinez and goals for 10. Zuma 1. A demand city double up at the back. Cancelo and Stones for 7 and 6, respectively. Walker Peters for 8. Into midfield. De Bruyne 3. Salah captain blank 4. Fernandez 12. Grealish 2. Up front, Bamford 8. And at long last, the Watkins return with hat trick assists. On the bench, Suchek 10 points. But I'm looking at the team there. I, I wouldn't see how I'd have changed it to be honest he was there in case one of the Man City players didn't start so it's just one of the things I've realised that's where I'm, I'm playing it so if you miss out I miss out 
So the results, we're not going to do our usual because we've been speaking for over an hour already and we're all a bit busted. But in the past game, you stand out to you that you want to talk about or move on? Can I start with you? Oh, just so I had two freaks, uh, two frees the week before, and I only made one transfer. And then I was gonna play my wild card this week, so I had again two frees for the past game week, and and one transfer I I made was Watkins out and brought Adams in just because I didn't want this transfer to go to waste, and like Adams hasn't, uh, Watkins hasn't looked too well the past uh, the, like the games before so i proper missed out on his uh, hall of assists there that was a bit annoying just just because i didn't want to waste this transfer you know so if i had then done less that would have been better for my team something is better just to stand still you know Aye. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm, 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 see on my wildcard now we're going to speak about that well, i brought in two city yes, defenders okay. and now and now this game is called off so i'm I'm just a bit bummed about that, you know. You're sitting there, sitting there, Stephen. Hey, Tommy, any notes in the last week of results you want to talk about or move on? Um, so, I thought the big sort of talking point came from the Arsenal-Chelsea game. Big Frank there telling us James was out, Chilwell was out, and then all of a sudden, both, they're both in, both in the, the starting eleven living there. Um, so, you've got to kind of take it with a pinch of salt what managers are telling you. Um, maybe a consideration, maybe to bench a player and just see how things go for the time being, before shipping them out, especially if you've got a lot of value tied up in them as well. Arsenal okay. beat um, Chelsea 3-1. You could argue Chelsea probably one of the better defensive setups in the, the league. Um, could this be Arsenal turning a corner? They've got some nice fixtures coming up in the next few game weeks. Uh, next up is Brighton away. Then they've got West Brom away, Crystal Palace at home. And then top that off, where are they now? In the, the double game week, they have got... Only Newcastle. Newcastle. Gunners on the game there. Gunners on point. You know what's happening. Right. Anything else in that's finished for that? We didn't go for all the results. No point. No, no. If the predictions are short and simple this week, guys, we started with 13-9-12 and we finished with 13-9-12. None of you's got one point. <laughs> so you kept all your prediction just for the FFS game, Gunner. Right, before Good. we get to your... Wild card and transfers, etc. We'll go through the fixtures for this week. I want you to re- predict when that's us. So Chelsea and Villa first, and I've got one each. Tom? Um, I think a nil nil. You know? I'm saying one nil Aston Villa. After that, Southampton West Ham, and I've went nil nil. Tom? Um, two two. Desmond, good up. One all. And the last up, Newcastle, Liverpool, and I went 4 1 Liverpool. Tom? I think 3 1 Liverpool. Good I think 2 0 Liverpool. Yeah. Right, the next bit is we normally do captains, transfers, so. You're on a wild card, Gunnar, so... Well, you were on a wild card, that's now locked in. But we were, you were debating, discussing it all day and all this morning. So you want to talk us through a wild card? I'm sure Tom had uh, advised you several different things for the day. I've seen all the different photos he sent to you. So you can talk us through a wild card and what came to the conclusion of how you got there. Yeah, so looking at my phone now, if I look at my photos, like uh, I think the last 
50 or so it's just screenshots <laughs> from my team and oh should i do this then i've done some beginner's mistake where i made transfers and like confirmed them just to oh do i like the look of this and then but i had value tied up on a couple of players so i missed out on that when i like wanted to bring them back in so i put myself in a, a bit of a corner there but so i've changed my goalkeeper goalkeepers even so i had martinez and I think so. I, I listened to Black Box, is it, with uh, Mark from Fantasy Football Scout, and uh, he mentioned, for example, that Aston Villa's fixtures—they're not the easiest. Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, Everton in the next four. So that for me was was reason enough to just use this chance and get get rid of Martinez. Um, even maybe even with looking at bringing him back somewhere down the line because I got some great hauls from him. Um, yeah, I'm just, just trying. Because my thinking behind this is what they said on their podcast as well, is uh, that, that no one is going to make a uh, goalkeeper transfer if, you, if you're not using your wildcard right now. And fixtures, like if, if everyone has Martinez and they concede in them four games, then happy days for me. So I brought in Messelier, yeah, the Leeds goalkeeper, and Johnston. Uh, for West Brom to rotate them preferably uh, defensive wise I already had Kufal and Justin and I brought in John Stones Diaz so that <laughs> game is off that's not good so like I'm st this week I'm starting Stones Diaz and Trent in a back three so yeah I'll get Kufal and Justin off the bench and I presume that's that's how it works yeah if that game is postponed I mm -hmm. went Trent over Robbo just thinking you know a lot of people are probably gonna bring in Robbo already have him and Trent was 0.1 cheaper and differential you know like stat stats wise that that wasn't anything that that swayed me it was just wanting to be a bit different and yeah, I had Trent at the start of the season, so I'm, well, I actually had uh, two fullbacks at the start of the season, so uh, he is only 14.6% owned, so yeah, hopefully that can get me uh, ahead a little bit. Midfield is pretty much the same, it's still Bruno, Son, Salah, uh, Anguissa, the cheapie, and I brought in Suchek, who's looked really good the past few weeks, then my strikers is still Bamford. It was between Vardy and Kane for me. Vardy's bench this week, and I don't know. He always has his little like injury niggles and that. And I like the Son Kane double up. That's they they've done really well for me when I owned them both at the like like mid midway through the first half there of the season. So I'm I'm going back to Kane and. Yeah, it's it's easy just to change him to someone else, even if even if you go further down to someone like Ings or Adams or whatever, or even if it's just Vardy, Aguero. So it's it's not too hard to get there. And then my third striker, I brought in Chris Wood from Burnley. They have Sheffield United and Fulham next. I'm probably gonna free hit in 18. Tom, Tom likes him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. He. So it was also mentioned on the black box in the. Tom Tom suggested him as well. I, I like the the next two games. Then I'm playing the free hit, and then in the double they have West Ham and Liverpool, and like he's point one more expensive than Watkins or Adams, for example. I like Adams more when he's actually playing with Ings, and if Watkins or Adams, you know, go on a run, then I can just downgrade. Then 
you know, it's a, it's a bit of a punt, but I'm not putting myself in a corner where I don't get out again, you know. So, yeah, I'm just, just trying something else. Yep, seems well thought out. What's your thoughts on this, Tom? Yep, I like um, I like the Bamford show. I think um, he's got two home games against Brighton and Southampton, so I think he's probably st- stick on. Plus, he's so highly owned. If you don't own him and he hauls, then your overall rank's really going to suffer there. Um, I like Wood. I kind of like him as a placeholder because Burnley have a couple of good fixtures on the build-up to the double game week, but then you could always swap him out for either Holler or Antonio. Um, I do quite like West Ham's uh, double game week fixtures as well. In terms of the midfield, uh, we've got Bruno Fernandes. The, the, he faces Liverpool and Fulham. They're both away fixtures. He seems to perform in the away games more than at home. And he's the kind of sort of the, the standout player for, for Man United as well. He's the man that gets the points. Uh, Salah there as well. They've got Newcastle and Southampton in game week 16 and 17, which I like. I, I quite like the double as well, even though they're playing Man United. Man United and Burnley, there's a big Man United uh, rivalry with Man United, so they're obviously going to be um, hyped up for that one. And then Burnley um, is a team that's a bit more, they're struggling a bit more, so there's then the, the chances of a haul there as well. Um, if we're talking about possible changes, then I kind of like Mad- uh, Manny, sorry. Um, 8%, he could be considered a differential. Um, and obviously, Liverpool have those nice fixtures as well. Uh, Leeds, they've obviously got Brighton at home, Southampton at home. I quite like a, a, a sort of cheapy uh, Leeds midfield. Uh, a lot of people go in Rafinha. I kind of like Harrison. Uh, they're both 5.4, so pretty cheap there as well. We talked about Madison, but obviously, he's not even in the squad, so we'll have to find out what the situation with that is. Uh, in terms of the back line, You've went uh, with the Leeds goalkeeper. I kind of like Fabianski um, just because of the fixtures following the, the game week. I think he rotates quite well with Johnson. Uh, I think Big Sam is going to show things up at West Brom. I think they're going to become a bit more solid defensively. So I kind of like those two rotating for the, the next wee while. In terms of the defenders, we talked about West Ham. Uh, they've got Burnley at home, West Brom at home, which is one of the nicer double game weeks. So Kufal at 4.6 is a nice option. Um, if you're looking to go cheaper than that, at 3.9, you've got Johnson, who's filling in for Masuaku while he's out injured just now. In terms of a single game week player, I quite like Dyer at Spurs. We know Mourinho likes uh, to be defensive. They've got Fulham, Leeds, Aston Villa, and Sheffield United. Uh, Sheffield United is a single game week. Uh, sorry, a single fixture in the, in the double game week, but... I. I do think they can return it. It seems that Sheffield United at present have got some issues with their strikers, um, Ollie McBurke and Ollie uh, McBurney. So it looks like they could possibly keep a clean sheet there. You've gone for the, the City double-up. Um, Unfortunately, we talked, yeah. about, <laughs> we talked about Diaz and Cancelo. As, uh, obviously, breaking news. We'll have to find out who the COVID uh, players are, who's self-isolating and exactly what's going on there. But uh, yeah, that's not, that's not ideal. But Man United do have a, a nice run of fixtures from 18 to 22, so we'll have to see what sort of impact that has first of all. And that's it. So just on that, Brian Krillin has just kind of tweeted that he thinks either Man City can move to double game week 19 if allowed. Okay, Amazon, Am, Amazon Prime's getting pushing for it because they want to obviously move it, so he's thinking it could be 19 as well. Oh, as, oh, as well as the pressure with Burnley to Man United to that as well somewhere in the schedule. So. Might be a short-term hit going around for a bit of long-term gain. Have to wait and see. I feel you, bro. I'm the same in the same boat as you. 
Uh, who are you captaining this week, Gunnar? Just your... oh, so I've captained Salah. Vice, oh, vice captain doesn't matter in this game. And we, we, we do this all the time. It's just force a habit. Right, Tom, who's your subs and captain this week? Um, subs? So I Transfers? Out, I took out Callum Wilson and I took out Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I brought in Son and Kane, but I went for Captain Salah. I'm sticking with Salah. Right, so I have Captain Salah also. I took out De Bruyne and Watkins and brought in Son and Kane. As I've said, he's in weeks in advance. I have no plan to keep Son and Kane in for the foreseeable. Unless their form drops off a cliff. I just think they play well together. I, I'm pleased when they blank when I've not got them, but it's nervous watching them play wanting to blank because they just look, when they're together, they look so dangerous. So, KDV to look to me, he looks really tired, really leggy. And I think the way Man City's playing, he could, if the price is it, he could be really finished as a, not a nailed on FPL asset, I think. Just think he's playing deeper. Man City's been trying to play a lot more defensively, and I think I've been looking at the other end of the pitch for Man City going forward. I could be totally egg in the face a few weeks' time, but that's I think going forward. What's your thoughts on that, Tom, as you're nodding away? Um, I would agree with that. My only concern is the Galeros due to come back, so I don't know what sort of an impact he'll have. Uh, I do like Kane and I do like Son. If you're kind of in the sort of FPL Twitter bubble, there's a lot of talk about people bringing them in. And there's also a big camp of people saying, oh, no, we're going to get rid um, just because of the, the blanks recently. If putting that into perspective, in, uh, since game week nine, they've played Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. They're all, would be considered, I would say, tricky fixtures. I think that's pretty much all of the, recently they've played pretty much all the top eight from last season. So now that they're on this nicer run, they're playing more sort of struggling teams, teams that are around about that sort of relegation zone. I think they're more likely to capitalise on that and uh, start getting some bigger, bigger hauls again. See, just on that, that's why I took them out originally when the fixtures mm-hmm. changed. I think yeah, they did the yeah, same. We took them out, the fixtures changed. Now they're changing back. He jumped back on them. The people who have kept them are now raging to get off them. So I suppose it helps us differentials. What's your thoughts on that, Gunnar? I think that's exactly it. So I kept Son through all this, but yeah, I've, I've had Kane and then got, got rid of him. But I think we spoke about it on the pod as well that we wanted to come off Spurs, but. With like knowing already that we're we're gonna get on them again for this nice fixture run, and it's exactly like you say, the people that just kept them, of course, they're probably annoyed now. But now is the time where I would probably keep them if if you still had them or bring them bring them in, like Son and Kane. Yep, let them do it. The more foolish people play this game, the better for their rank. <laughs> but no foolish people are listening to this podcast, though. Eh? They're well informed by us, though. Yep, well, they better be. Well, for that, we better finish. We were pretty sitting now overall, gonna. You're our talisman. I am sitting overall around 10k, like nine and a half. Good. If I kick the plums this week with these COVID things, but then that's just what happens. I don't know you can do about it. Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry just yet. Oh, wait, no. I would. Uh, Zaha's <laughs> just scored recently. Sorry. I was going to say Justin was on for a clean sheet, but Zaha's scored. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Tom with the digs, man. Tom's loving it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm just reporting from the ground here. I know you're sitting thumbs between us three toms, so any 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 can do it, I think. <laughs> Didn't want to say that earlier on, but there we go. Needs must. Right, that's us for stop then, so we can do our usual outro. Tom, what has we your plugs? Okay, so I am at FFS underscore skill on Twitter. Um I'll be posting the article this week. I also, you know, do the podcast. Uh, you can hit me with your rate my teams. Likes, retweets, hit me up. Usual part. 
Excellent. Gunnar? I, yeah, I'm doing another Fantasy Football Scotland podcast with my mate John. We've took a two-week break due to technical difficulties. I hope we'll be back for, well, start of next year, it looks like it. So next game week, I think, is on the... Game week 22 is after the Rangers game. Then uh, I think we'll be back for that. Then new mics, new laptops, uh, ready to go for another John Rand. That's uh, Fantasy <laughs> Football Weekly. And uh, you can get in touch on Twitter at Football Weekly Pod. Excellent. Like you guys, you can follow them both on Twitter. Follow myself at Fantasy Half. You can, if you like, the podcast, you can give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And that's us finished, guys. We'll see you all in the new year. Thanks very much for listening again. And that's a goodbye for me, Tom and Gunnar. Goodbye. Both of your hands on your head. Turn the rap music up and step away from the stereo. Put the rap album down. The MC Hammer adult. But guns don't kill people, rappers do Ask any politician and they tell you it's true It's a fact, music makes you violent Like Michael Jackson telling little Timmy to be silent You don't believe me? Here's my hype Offer me the record and I'll show you the type of criminal This rap shit is breathing It's a fact that MC Hammer left me bleeding Vanilla Ice made my mother say fuck If I stuck with you be 40 then I would have been in luck But I didn't I got it wrong Cypress fucking hill told me to make a fucking bomb But I stacked it I bought another tape The power boy snap made my cock and balls ache So remember kids To the head double tap Guns don't kill people It's just rap Guns don't kill people Rappers do Guns don't kill people Rappers do Guns don't kill people Rappers do I seen it in a documentary on BBC2 Shot the death outside hyper value Guns blazing like Michael Caine in Zulu Gunman statistics are sometimes misleading The type of criminal rap is bleeding Shot in the chest, no wonder you stop it breathing Too far to base over what you receiving Remember rap tracks in 87 Scott LaRock's up in hip-hop heaven Biggie and Tupac at I.D. Even Jam Master J's in the cemetery Guns Guns don't kill people, rappers do. I'm a fucking rapper and I might kill you. As a rapper, I'm teaching you a lesson. AK 47 to Smith and Wesson. Just say no, just like Zambo. Bulletproof vest to guns and ammo. Hip mob gangster tripping. Even Eminem's into pistol whipping. It's like Cluedo, murder one. PTD Shalo in a nightclub with a gun. It's Snoop Dogg now, what's the first to cap guns? Don't kill people, it's just crap. One, two, you'll face my shoe. My name's Mike Balls and I'm coming through. Gun crime stabbing and burglarization is on the rise all across the nation. The safety's off and the pistol's aimed. The Addies and the Mafia always get blamed. Politicians are shamed and they haven't got a clue. Rap is more deadly than fucking kung fu. Guns don't kill people, rappers do. Guns don't kill people, rappers do. From Bristol Zoo to B and Q. I wanna rap, I wanna rhyme. Heard it in a song, now I'm in the gun crime. It's a sign of the times, like Prince changing his name. Gotta have a shooter to be in the rap game. Like Michael Ryan about to snap. Guns don't kill people, it's just rap. Guns don't kill people, rappers do. Guns don't kill people, rappers do.
Radio people, Papa Zoo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.